Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Vincent. Hi, I'm Fanny. And you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is an entertaining podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we like to believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. Each week we have different sections and sound sections. Uh, if you stick around, you'll find out all about that. With me on the show this week, I have Wayne. Hello, everybody. How are you, Wayne? I'm always good, mate. Excellent. And Neil? Hello. How are you, Neil? I'm all right. I wasn't supposed to be here tonight. No, no, you got your... I made my apologies on the last episode, but I, I'm here anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, we've got a packed house. Indeed. Loads of us. We've got Fanny and Vincent from the Yard of Blondes over in California. How are you two? Yay! Hello. Very good. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, taking time out Thank and you. all that. Excellent. And obviously we've got the different sections we've got there. Our first section will be the head-to-head. We sent over to the Order Blondes three songs, one from me, one from Wayne, one from Neil, and we'll talk about those songs. And then at the end of that round, they will get to choose their favourite out of the three songs. Then we'll move on to our hidden masterpiece. This is a lesser-known song by a famous artist. What is that song that you brought for the hidden masterpiece. What was it already? Yard of Bone Girls oh, by yeah. Jeff Buckley. As if you forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Then we'll move on to our intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. I was challenged with the song, with the genre Fuji, Fuji music. Fuji. Yeah. From the from the land of Africa. It was. So yeah, I, I sent that over. We'll talk about that in a bit. Just a quick disclaimer, due to not having permissions and the likes and publishing laws and copyrights and shit like that we don't have permission to play the hidden masterpiece which is by a famous artist and we haven't got permission to play the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go section music so if you want to go and check those pieces of music out first before we get into the sections you can find links to those in of the show notes and then at the end, we have our artist spotlight, which will be all about Yard of Blondes, what they've been up to, what they're going to be doing, and their new music and the likes. Hmm. So, yes, let's move on. Let's move swiftly on to our first round, which is the. And two. Oh, I better miss my cue there. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can edit that out later. That's an take, isn't it, that? <laughs> I don't You might need to loosen your earphones at certain points when Neil shouts. Especially when we get to the genre challenge mode. Yeah, he likes it, yeah. Um, do you know what? I watched the last one, I videoed it, and I watched it over and over again. I just couldn't stop watching it. It was so funny. Even my, my two-year-old Barry was pissing himself laughing at it. thought it was hilarious. Video tonight, if you want. We could do a series. Yeah, let's do a series of Neil shouting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So we're going to move on to our first song. Uh, who won last? Wayne. Wayne so Wayne, Wayne take Wayne, it away. Wayne, 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 yes. Wayne, Wayne. Uh, we're all on. We're all on one. One win each. By the way. Oh, it's tense. What's going to happen? Oh, it's tense. Oh, it's tense. Okay, I am bringing a song by Believe. Uh, sorry, I'm. I'm bringing a song called Believe by Stacey Pierre. Enjoy. inside of you nothing's made to last forever nothing no not even you perfection is in the eye something that can be removed so tell me tell me are we supposed to believe in you forever and your days If you don't hide 
So that was Believe by Stacey Pierre. She's a British singer-songwriter who uh, started doing music when she was very young. At 15, she was... As they do. As you do. At 15, she was just doing anything to have music in her life, you know, musical theatre, singing in bands, everything. And she studied music at Northampton University. That's pretty much all I got from her bio, to be honest. It's a very long bio, and, and the, pretty much that was all I could glean from it. The song, I think the song is absolutely brilliant. It's it's very slow, and it's deliberate in its build and, and the way it's constructed. You know, um, it's quiet, and it's powerful. And it's not showy, and it doesn't need to be. You know, I love the sounds of the guitars. It almost has like a, a folk R&B vibe. It's a very strange mix, but it really works well. And I think she sings it so sultry and seductively that you can't help but be hooked into the song. Rich? Um, let's ask the guys in California. What do you think of this song? Yeah, we liked it, actually. And uh, I love the voice, especially. She's a very, very good singer with all those vibes and stuff. Loved it. Mm. Penny said it. she reminded her of uh, somehow of Beyonce for yeah, the vocals. Yeah. This warm um, voice that she has yeah it's a really nice nice song and a very very good singer yeah i agree i got this smells a bit like dina carroll to me um what was that song uh oh what did she do if only for tonight don't be a stranger you know the one (laughs) join it no don't don't join it um so yeah reminded me that it's got a very early 90s vibe about it yeah, I liked it. Really it's nice. got them vocal trills, hasn't it, all the way through? You it know, has, yeah. yeah. It's nice organic sounds. I like it. It's very nice. Uh, not really much else to say about it, but it was a really good song. And there you go. Neil? It's not the sort of thing I'd normally go for. It's, you mentioned about it being quite slow, and but it, there was something very hypnotic about it. And I, Her voice was... Um, absolutely incredible it, it there was something about not not just um i mean her voice is very good but just the way she was singing there was something very different and very unusual and very interesting about it i found and i listened to it a few times and the only way i can the only thing the only way i could describe what i was getting for a voice is it's like i remember once hearing you know about looking into musical instruments and what one of the unique things about the guitar as opposed to a lot of uh, well I suppose it works with any stringed instrument, but particularly in mainstream music today, the guitar is that you can you can do things to replicate the human voice, like slides and bend mm. notes and things. Whereas you can't on a piano because you've got a set, set of keys and okay, you can have effects and you can have sustained pedals and all the rest of it. But there's something very unique about the co- the guitar that can mimic a human.
human voice. And what I was getting from her voice is that's that's all well and good, but you don't very often hear the human voice doing that. Whereas her voice, it was almost like her vocal, the, the way she was delivering the vocals was almost like following a slide guitar. I think there is a little bit of slide guitar in the song mm. or, or, or something like that, something not... That, yeah, the lead guitar uh, in this is brilliant. Yeah, some, something not dissimilar, but it's, it's almost like her, her voice just follows that slide and that tone. And, and that, that's what was unique for me. I've not... I don't... You know, normally somebody just sings and they deliver the lines, but it, it just it followed the melody perfectly. I never thought of it like Took that. Took a lot on that, didn't you, Neil? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Very eloquent, Neil. Very good. Mm. Awesome. Should we move on? Yeah, let's go. We'll move on to our next artist. So, my artist is Sanyasin. Sanyasin, I'm told. I, I was pronouncing the J because that's what we do in England. San- and I slurped. <laughs> Sanyasin with her song, Change in Chunks. I'm not kidding. How many stories about the different gods have you heard? Quite promising, I know It took a while to write them down in serious So
So that was Sanya Sin with her song Changing Chunks. I like this. I thought it was very catchy. It was very alternative, a bit different, a bit experimental, I thought. Yeah, interesting use of sounds. I wasn't sure what she was using in parts. It's one part, you know, the tune going through sounded like a toy piano almost. Uh, I'm guessing everything was, a lot of it was synthesized, but it sounded good. I liked it. It was very catchy and it was different. It didn't sound like everything else out there. So, yeah, I like this a lot. In fact, it's on my regular listening playlist. That's how much I liked it, Neil. How much did you like it, Neil? I liked it a lot. And um, I mean, the, the reason why when uh, after Wayne I said you should go next is I, I found, I've got to be careful how I say this, I didn't find your songs similar, but they kind of had a similar effect on me. They, got, they were kind of in a similar vein uh, that they were not the kind of thing I would normally go out way to listen to, but they were very unusual and interested me. I think just going back for a second to Believe, it, it was the vocal that hooked me. It was, uh, you know, being instrumentation behind it was was great but it was her vocal was was blew me away with this i mean the vocal other than sounding a bit lily allenish it, it wasn't there wasn't anything overly special about it but the inst- it was good but the instrumentation behind it was what was um what was really incredible and it's like um i didn't get that toy piano synthesized thing at all like what, what i was hearing was kind of a um like a Guitar, I don't know if it's a guitar or a ukulele or something being I picked. It was like a glockenspiel or no, something. I, I agree with you. I think it's a ukulele. Yeah, I think possibly. See, a, I thought definitely a stringed instrument. I've been playing the ukulele a lot recently, and it, it could even be a regular guitar. Just mm. the way it was played, it's it was kind of like um, notes being picked around a root note. It was almost mm. like there was a single root note that that stays constant, and there was a, a pattern being picked around. It could be soft and like pick, it could be capoed at fret twelve. Yeah, it's so, so, something like that. Mm. But then and then and then kind of I think about halfway through the second chord a bass comes in or maybe it was always there but it becomes more prominent it kind of follows the same pattern and I really like the build up and I really like the instrumentation the breakdown at the end is quite interesting yes, I found, um, yes I didn't it, quite, it kind that. of broke everything up yeah and usually you'd get a breakdown like that in the like at the the in the middle of middle eight, but it came right at the end, which kind of broke the song up and changed it changed it up a bit, so it didn't so it wasn't the same all the way through. It was quite good, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, two two very original songs. What did you think, Fanny and Vincent? We loved it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's hard because they're doing a very popular uh, genre of music, indie pop, and it's hard to be, I guess, very original when you're uh, trying to do uh, such a you know very very famous genre and a lot of bands are trying to do that style of music but they did a great job and also if you get the opportunity to watch the music video because it's really funny and I loved the way it was uh, filmed and uh, yeah the, they managed to do a great job at being original and and putting unexpected things in a genre that it's been very, very, you know, played recently. Cool. Loved it. Yeah, I both agree on that. Excellent. Wayne? I echo everything you guys have said. I think the similarities between Stacey Pierre and Sanya Sin in the song-wise is the build. Yeah. The the build is very similar. It it starts very sort of low and then just keeps going and going and going. And it sort of reaches a pinnacle and starts to tail off again. And the same is sort of... I think that Sanya's is a bit more in your face compared to Stacey's. But that said, I thought, like, like we were saying, I think the use of the ukulele is because that picking pattern is so menacing. I really don't think mm. it was ukulele. Or whatever it's used, whatever it's oh, used. I think it's a guitar. You know, it could be, it could be a banjo it could be something yeah. like that. 
I think right. we're overthinking it. It's, it's, yeah. it's more the notes than yeah. the, the instrument. You and can... the way it's played, it's, it's, it gives the song a bit of menace. I yeah. Mean, what What is the song about? I, I couldn't. I've, I've listened to the lyrics three or four times. I couldn't really pick it together what no, the song was about. Um, and I like that. I like the fact of that. I like that her accent comes through in her singing as well. She doesn't go all American or mm. go English. You, you can pick up the. the um, I don't know if, if she is Foragon, but. Um, I have a little bit on her here. Sanya, Sanya, Sanya Music talks about that's not that that's not her bio. Oh, excellent. That's her music. Born in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Yeah. Which one, can you be born in two places? It's not. It's one. I know. Um, <laughs> probably, she probably isn't even born in Bosnia. So she's born in Bosnia, looking to be alive well, at an early age. And due to the civil war, Sanya and her family found refuge in Austria after several years spent in Vienna. She landed by surprise in Manchester. <laughs> wow. I would have been surprised as well. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's one more zone to another. <laughs> Here it is where she recorded her debut solo EP, Bees. Instrumentalist and producer Alan Carey, alias Shonya, in collaboration with musicians from Austria and Manchester. Sanya's music talks about the urgency of life and the ever present resistance towards it, about recognizing your own superpowers and her or honoring. Honoring? Honouring, see, I don't see honing them, but no, honouring them by stepping out of the old over and over again. Yeah, Sonia, if you're listening, and I, I, I hope you are, was it a ukulele or was it a glockenspiel or something <laughs> like that? Or, or was it a guitar? <laughs> I, I, I vote guitar anyway, with I a capo think, on fret right. 12 or something yeah. like that like Wayne said yeah. just to finish up I think the percussion is fantastic in this oh um, yeah because it, 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 the way it's used it feels like it's like natural like almost like human claps and things like that and when I first played it through I thought that's what it was and it was only like second or third time around I realised it wasn't and I love that the bass is just ever so slightly overdriven it gives it that, yeah. that earthy feel and gives it a bit a bit more grit so yeah mm. it's a good song so you can check out in the show notes we'll leave all of her information and stuff if you like her if you don't like her still check her out anyway because it's the good thing to do we're going to move on to Neil now that's what we're going to do Neil Sung what have you brought Neil Okay, a bit of a pattern that's developing to the, the, the podcast this season, I've noticed. It's, 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 I mean, we don't... Oh, I, I can't speak for the other two, but I mean, I, I never listen to the other people's songs before I pick mine. I kind of... I'll throw everything out there, and then we... Um, I'll, I'll listen to them all at the same time. But bizarrely, we seem to have... Every episode, we'll have, like, two of us who've picked very similar songs, and then one which is just completely left-field and out there. <laughs> so I've taken the left-field and out there uh, this week, and I am bringing the Metal Birds with their song Dark Highway.
Highway by the Metal Birds. I like this song. That's a good job, though, really, isn't it, to be honest? That's yeah. a good start for you, Neil. It is a good start, <laughs> yeah. i, I got to say, it's, um, I'll be the first to admit it's a lot less original than the, the songs that uh, my colleagues have brought this evening. Colleagues? Um, it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a straightforward rock song, really, about a highway. Nothing complicated about it, and I, I just found that a bit refreshing, really. I mean, normally I, I look for, like, dark, meaningful songs, particularly dark songs. Um, and they just had dark in the title. It, um, it really is just a just a song about being on the road. You know, it's a sort of song you could imagine sort of cranky, cranking up um, when, you, when you're in your car and then you, you really have to watch your, um, that, that you're not going over the speed limit. It's that kind of, you know, it's a very, very sort of driving song. So, I mean, who, who are the Metal Birds? They've, um, the bio they sent us says, uh, the Metal Birds are an indie rock band from Austin, Texas. The lead singer Susan Birdie is from London and guitar player Sly Wright, yeah, that is his name, is from Texas. They're Fuck sing- off, is that his name? That's what, that's what he says here. <laughs> Sly, is in S-L-Y, Roy? Yeah, Sly. R-Y-E. R-Y-E, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You mean the change Sly- name on your mum really didn't like you. Sly Roy. So, their single Dark Highway came out in October 2019 and they released a previous single in September so apparently a new band I think their influences include ACDC Pat Benatar Maiden and Kiss to name a few Pat Benatar uh, is how you pronounce it Benatar I've never heard of him <laughs> should <laughs> I have done Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. I've heard of ACDC, Maiden and Kiss, obviously. Love is a battlefield, Pat Benatar. Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, Pat yes. Oh, okay. I'll put it down then, didn't I? Like, retard, Benatar. <laughs> In- interestingly, I I wasn't getting any of those influences at all from this song. I was, um, it was a bit of a, what, what interested me about it is it was a bit of a mismatch mash of genres which shouldn't really work together, but kind of did. Instrumentally, and uh, particularly in the guitar solos, I was getting a bit of the Eagles, a bit of Hotel California, that kind of thing from it very much sort of 70s American rock vocally very much Fleetwood Mac but all of it with a sort of not really modern but sort of almost was modern twist it, it kind of got a sort of overdriven probably early 2000s sort of American rock sound to it so kind of sort of 70s 70s classic rock with um, a sort of a turn of the millennium kind of twist but it interested me yeah so, so yes Fanny and Vincent what did you think yeah just like you said it was like an interesting mismatch of uh, different genres and I was really really uh, uh, curious about it at first but I don't think I quite liked it in the end as the two first other songs because I thought that the vocals were very modern and the guitar a little bit dated but that's just my taste and I didn't think that the metal part worked so much with the kind of refreshing vocals poppy vocals that there is in the song I didn't have said better than that 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. I like the the song and the catchiness of it. I don't like so much the the arrangement behind. Yeah. Mm. What did you think of this, funny? Yeah, about the same thing, really. I couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> okay. Why? I'm 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 in agreement with you, Neil. It's got that mid two thousands um, hard rock sound. It put me in mind of. In the first like, 25 seconds of the song. Do you remember a song by Avenged Sevenfold called The Beast and the Harlot? Mm. I vaguely, yes. I have a thing about Avenged Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold were one of the best bands on the planet. And then they didn't. They weren't. They, they released uh, The Beast okay. and the Harlot album and they just forgot who they were. Right. And this turned, isn't sounding good. They turned into, <laughs> they turned into Guns N' Roses. Is what they did. They, they forgot who they were. They, they, they turned into Guns N' Roses. They forgot the faces of their fathers. They really did. I was going to say that, yeah. They absolutely did. I have a feeling this band would be amazing live. I, I don't think they, they're trans, you know, they're transposing it to, to re- record very well. I think if you watch these guys live, they'd have, they'd have a stage show. It'd be very showy. It'd be, you know, all the bells and whistles of, of a modern rock show. I think a lot of the stuff that's recorded is very industry standard. The sound of the guitars the sound of the drums the bass got a little bit lost for me I could have done with the bass being a bit higher in there and the singing was just it was very I don't want to say monotone because it wasn't it was sort of one note it didn't it didn't do anything flashy and I wanted someone a bit flashy I wanted you know I wanted something from from what it was it's an impressive song it's not entirely polished you, you know fell over you know what that guys if you just <laughs> fell over <laughs> I don't think it's it's showing the best of this band I don't think this, this the way it's recorded I think it's it's, it's not entirely all there as, as a finished article but I I can appreciate what they're doing uh, Metal Birds this put me for me this was late 80s early 90s rock puts me in mind of Cindy Lauper Joan Jett uh, only this song was missing the grit in the vocals that Joan Jett would have brought and that that was my main problem with the song it was the vocals it was too clean too too too, too clean and uh, uh, like what's the word I've used yeah yeah, the voice was too clean it needed a bit of grit in it I think for the the style of music that it was like when you think of uh, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett Mm. you know she brought that Grit as well, and other than that, though, it was a nice piece of nice bit, nice bit of nostalgic rock for me. Took t- took me back to that era. Uh, it wasn't a bad song; it was a good song. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that's that 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 that, that stood out for me. Just that lack of grit. I think vocally, and I said this is what I was saying earlier about the different styles sort of. Uh, melded into one it was um, I, was de- I was definitely getting Stevie Nicks from a, from the voice that was the other one I was thinking yeah uh, very, very Stevie Nicks and it was, it was you know I mentioned Fleetwood Mac earlier and it's you know I mean Fleetwood Mac are a soft rock band and I get what you mean that didn't really suit this style but I you know t- t- to me it was like I found it interesting that they were trying to do something I, I, I don't want to shout different. and screaming you know I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, just like you say I, I just yeah. feel like you need a bit of Sandy. Dirt, bit of dirt yeah. in your, in yeah. your, yeah. Two bit of sandpaper for I mean, Fleetwood Mac are the, you know, sort <laughs> of... Smoke uh, a few cigarettes. <laughs> what, 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 what's the word for it? You know, they, they are the ultimate soft rock band, really. Mm. I mean, uh, Alan Partridge described one Alpha, Alpha Popper as uh, soft rock cocaine enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, one of, one of my favourite scenes in that film. How do they record now? She's from London and he's from Texas. So they do the whole... No, they're both in Texas, but oh, she's well, from London they? originally. Oh, that, right, that's okay. what I got from it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think she's she's from London originally. Cool. Right then, so we move on to our verdict, Yard of Blondes, Fanny and Vincent. Which was your favourite song of the three? I think we would both agree. Yeah, on, definitely uh, on Sanyasin. Sanyasin changing chunks. Yeah, I think you're right. 
<laughs> she takes the lead. Well done, Rich. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So we're going to move swiftly. Don't, on don't forget that spirit about how it not be, wasn't isn't a competition and all the rest. Of you it. keep bringing it up every week. Every week, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> every, every week you say it and you, you point the finger at me. Well, no, because no, you bring it up every week. Every week that you don't win, you bring it up. Yeah, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. <laughs> we'll you win everything. Well, I'm in the lead. <laughs> you can all go and fuck off. Um, <laughs> right, I'll move on to our hidden masterpiece. Hidden masterpiece. I love it when the guests join in. <laughs> Okay, so a hidden masterpiece this week has been bought by Yard of Blondes, Fanny and Vincent, and they have brought... Tell us what you bought, why you like it so much, and why you think it's a hidden masterpiece. It's a hidden masterpiece by Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley is a very well-known artist, and we appreciate his music a lot, but he was mostly famous for his first record, and the second record didn't get the chance to finish it, but they still released some of the tracks he was working on, and one of the tracks was... Yard of Blonde Girls, which is the song that gave the name of our band, Yard of Blonde. Oh, I, did, I did wonder guess, about that. that, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but it wasn't uh, an original song by Jeff Buckley. It was a cover that he did from an L.A. girl band called The Nymph. It was a, a girl band in L.A. in the late 80s, I guess, early 90s. I think one of the girls in that band, or one of the girls who wrote the song, was uh, involved with Jeff Buckley. And that's how he discovered the song and decided to cover it. And then he died. And then he died. Nice little story there. No, nice ending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how come you decided to name your band after this song? So, uh, first, because... We, we liked the song and because I mean, yeah. the mood of it the lyrics the everything about the song gave us an imagery that we could relate to like Yard of Blondes Yard of Blonde Girls to me evokes like the the movie from Sofia Coppola The Virgin Suicide a yard with blonde girls <laughs> I, we loved the imagery of that like a, a bit of mystery, innocence, and something sexy about it, and dark. So that was what we wanted to do with the band, I guess, and when we stumbled upon this title, we were like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we love the song too. The like it's a grunge song. It, uh, it's really unusual for for Jeff Buckley, I'd say, yeah. comparing to the first record. More like straightforward, more easy, more simple. Like more like a Nirvana song, but with a l- little bit of float tempo and sexiness into it. I don't know. It's a great, great song. I don't think we really do the same style of music as Jeff Buckley. There are some influences in what we do, but this song is definitely definitely a great song. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. With it. Uh, exactly with what you're saying about it not uh, being a typical Jeff Buckley song. If I didn't know already that it was Jeff Buckley, I, I wouldn't have guessed that it was was him. This one smells like Neil, my co-host. Yeah, St- stinks of him. He loves this. He loves this. <laughs> Absolutely reeks of Neil. This does. Um, I've put down. I've put shoe grunge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 good. I need to listen to it more because at the moment in my head it's only good. But it's one of those songs that I know that if I listen to over and over again, it's just going to get better and better mm. and better. It's not a masterpiece in my head at the moment, but I know that the more I listen to it, 
it'll become a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. It's a it's a good it's a good song. It will grow yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, it's a grower. Yeah, interesting what Rich just said because yeah, I did absolutely love it. Yeah, it's it completely took me by surprise because I mean I'm not the biggest fan of Jeff Buckley. I don't really know a lot of his his material. What I have heard. I haven't, hasn't really gripped me. I think I've I've never really forgiven him for butchering Hallelujah. Yeah, I did just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a massive Leonard Cohen fan. All, all that, all of our hardcore listeners now have just switched off. That's what I've just gone. And yeah. I've gone and made a cup of tea and just said, Neil, you're an absolute. And I'll insert a bleep there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there you go. That's that. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. a funny one, Jeff Buckley. Is I found that artists, lots of artists like Jeff Buckley, and lots of artists know who he is. But if you like musicians, know who he is. But if you're not a musician, you find that not many people know of him. Really? Uh, that's what I. I found. definitely know of him. I'm just. Yeah, but you're a musician. I'm just not. Yeah, I suppose yeah, kind um, of. I I found that he's very popular amongst musicians and mm. artists. But I'm just, not I'm just otherwise. It wasn't what I expected. I you know put it on expecting some kind of some kind of middle of the road kind of countryish type thing really I suppose and I got hit with with something that was really full of energy and really vibrant and yeah I um almost, yeah almost sort of Nirvana ish but I, I I liked it a lot. It um, yeah, intrigued me. No, I'm in agreement with 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 both you guys. It totally took me by surprise. This, you know, you think of Jeff Buckley, you you think of Grace, and you think of Hallelujah, and this sounds not like nothing like either of those. This has got that '90s grunge sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, if it's got you know the, the grit of Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. and and the vocal of like a Pearl Jam song, and and the production of that entire era. You know, and when grunge had become a bit more mainstream, and they'd taken the slight dirt off it and it sounds like that i've got a few bits and bobs i've already read these out on a previous episode so um forgive me jeff buckley 15 million monthly streams he's the son of tim buckley now i think i found out recently is uh, jeff buckley died uh, he drowned in the mississippi he's not there that in 1997 and so did his dad his dad had uh, drowned like 10 years before so yeah. both of them he, him and his dad both drowned in the same place uh, not, in the, uh, not in the same place but they but they both drowned I found that quite they both died at the same age did they really but is well, it 27 did they die at 27 I think so yeah one of the two of the twenty-seven club. Yeah, and that's pretty. That's pretty much it for for Jeff Buckley, to be honest. I thought, thought this song felt a bit like it give put me in mind of hard work and drudgery. I don't know why it just felt the way it judged along. It was like a slow paced, and I don't know. It made what I just said made sense in my head. But as soon as I said it, I, I kind of regretted Less it. So. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, um, I love the way it's recorded. I love the way he sings it. To be fair, I've only listened to it a couple of times. But he's got that. It's got that nice, you know, sound of that that period however i think it's a really good song i don't think it's a masterpiece so 100 percent it's hidden but i don't think it's a masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) rich um i'm gonna say it is because the more i know for a fact the more i listen to this the more i'm gonna fall in love with it so and i didn't know of it jeff buckley is well known i'm gonna say yeah it's for for me it's a hidden masterpiece Do, do you want to know my criteria for this why, why, why I'm judging it not to be a hidden masterpiece? No, don't care, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm intrigued to hear his criteria. It might influence my right, decision. Okay, um, picture the scene, 1997, and this period of grunge and this period of music. you got bands like Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Nirvana on the back of In Utero. They have just fired out uh, Hot Shape Box 
that is a fucking masterpiece. It is. Yeah. What year was this? Uh, this this song out? It was about ninety six, I think. Right. So you're looking at bands like Smashing Pumpkins. You know, um, is it nineteen seventy four? The Black Keys. Not the Black Keys. That's fuck. That's, that's like two thousand and fourteen. Is it Black Keys? Who am I thinking of? Fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> but they they're my, they're the songs I'm talking about. My criteria for you know Hot Show Box nineteen seventy four and Tonight Tonight songs like that alive. You know, um, one. By Pearl Jam, to be fair, one's a bit later on so than the that. the band as well with Black in it, but I can't think who they are. Black Crows. No, I don't know, oh. I can't think. No. Who Black Crows? I don't know. Black, oh, Black Crows are like Americana. Black anyway, Sabbath. That, that's, my, that's my criteria, and that's why I don't think it's a masterpiece. But they're not hidden. No, that's, that is true. <laughs> but this song is hidden, but I still don't think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> what did you say, Neil? What do you think? Well, I'm t- taking on board what Wayne's just said. I'm going to completely ignore it and say it is a hidden masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, you're so the plunge. Two, you two have a hidden yeah. masterpiece. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think you pair are so, so clear. Like absolutely easy, just open the door and throw anything in now. No, this is <laughs> a bit crowded inside the masterpiece. All the foam. It, it was a masterpiece for me because it, we, we we all agreed it was hidden. There's no no two ways. About oh no, it. two ways about that. Um, and I think for me it was a masterpiece because it was I wasn't expecting to like it when I saw it was Jeff Buckley. If you've got a piece, if you are for me, if you've got a piece of grunge that stands up uh, stands up with Soundgarden and Nirvana, and it's it. It, and Pearl Jam. And Pearl Jam. And Smashing Pumpkins. And R.E.M. I th- I th- I th- yeah, I think you got a masterpiece. And R.E.M., yeah. I yeah. think it's a masterpiece. And Alice in Chains. Yeah. Alice in Chains. Oh, we're just naming grunge bands now. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming trees. <laughs> I don't think it stand up against Pearl Jam. Is it uh, t- t- 10? 10, yeah. 10 that album is fucking uh, phenomenal. Yeah, but uh, I think so. I like this. I, it's, it's on my, if it goes onto my regular listening playlist, it's a it's a masterpiece. Well, congratulations to the other blondes and to Jeff Buckley. God rest his soul. <laughs> as, yeah. Uh, as the blonde girls goes into the hidden masterpiece hall of fame. I'm going to put a fanfare this time, not, not a slam door. <laughs> so I'm going to put a little fanfare. I have a feeling we won't be cool. invited anymore to this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're causing trouble. <laughs> right, can I can I introduce you? Uh, you might want to loosen your headphones for this next section. All right, because Neil is about to shout. I'd take him out if I was you. Are you going I'd to video it? Leave you, put your headphones down, and go to the other end of the room. Are you videoing it, Rich? I'm videoing it. I don't think you can. I don't think you can compete with last times. I probably can't. But that was it. Know, was amazing. Lean back a little bit. No, I'm going to lean forward if anything. I don't get, lean let me back. Get some wide on it. Right. Okay. Right. Well, okay. The, when, whenever you're ready. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you have been waiting for. It's intense. It's hardcore. <laughs> it's about genres of musical challenge. We're going to go to the intense hardcore genre of musical challenge mode. Go. Wow, that was a hidden masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it definitely wasn't hidden. It was right out there. Oh, wow. Oh, I love it. It's going to blow my I don't think it beat last week's, though. Uh, anyway, yeah, we so... We breath last week, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all high and... Yeah. So this week's challenge was given to me. It was uh, Fuji Music, which is Fuji. It's like from the area of Fuji in Africa, isn't it? Is that what it was? No. No, but it was African music. Yeah. It's basically mainly uh, music 
centered around percussion i found there's not and uh, but what i did was because i didn't like it i found somebody who fused it with jazz that's what i did they didn't say i couldn't do that it's so, virtually not, not jazz then no i assume really. it's nigerian jazz no it's uh it's it's mainly like i say it's mainly a percussion based folk music so this is merging the two i like jazz i like this i like the way they use those traditional percussion instruments with that style of jazz and it kind of made it refreshing for me because i like jazz anyway but to use different instruments to what's traditional i liked it chopped and changed it didn't stay the same it was it almost felt what's the word improvised in parts but uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. There's not really much else I can say about it. it the, obviously, musically, it was very clever, very interesting. Loved it. Didn't make it to my playlist, but I liked it. What did you think of this, guys? Yard of Lost. Yeah, Fanny and Vincent. What did you well, think of this? The, Sorry. The problem, Richie, is uh, you never sent us the genre. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. I did. Oh, yeah, sorry. A, uh, we, did. we didn't get... I sent it uh, I sent it in a separate email oh, from, the, uh, from the main thread. It's not a problem. It, it happens. Um, all you need... What do, what, what, do you, what do you think about jazz as a whole? Oh, I love jazz. Um, I love uh, uh, Miles Davis a lot. I love a, lots of different genres of jazz. Maybe yeah. not free jazz so much. Me neither. I, I love. We love. I guess both of us vocal jazz. With like that are still songs. Old school. Old school. But but yeah, still Miles Davis is uh. Yeah. It's not vocal, but I like it a lot. Definitely. I like uh, Chad Baker. Imagine a lot. imagine African beats over a Western jazz with African well, well, vocals. Why don't you play a bit of it for? That's basically it. Sorry. Why don't you play a bit of it for? I could play a bit for you to be fair, but it is ten minutes long. So no, just, just give them a <laughs> go on, go on. Quick, quick, quick blast, just just for context. I'll give you a quick blast. Okay. Right, here we go. Let's have a look. I mean, if it's any consolation, I didn't listen to all ten minutes. This of it. one's called "Solo" by King Wasu. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Hello there, folks. At this point of the podcast, we had an inappropriate conversation about porn, plumbers, washing machines, and Labradors, all to the sound of some very sexy African jazz that unfortunately we can't play you. This is the reason you're hearing my voice. Now on with the show. Um, I'm not sure how you're going to edit this part, but um, we're mainly talking about porn going really hard and fast. <laughs> and um, I think the Labradors just got involved. <laughs> oh, Neil, what? <laughs> Oh, oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know how you're going to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> what, Labrador? I don't know. I've been asleep. So, from that little bit that you heard, uh, Fanny and Vincent. Yeah. I think it's actually very interesting. And it is. It's classy. I mean, comparing to a band called Chick Corea. I don't know if you're familiar with this jazz band, no. experimental, and sometimes a little bit rock jazz, and sometimes, I mean, ex- they experiment a lot of things. And I, I really dislike this band, but what we just heard is actually classy. Um, I mean, from what we heard, I Not I like the I conversation like we just had. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, cla- class, classy porn. Yeah. Classy, and, cla- exactly. classy porn, porn. Sandra. 
in high places, Buckingham I, Palace. I was just missing the picture, <laughs> <Fancy> but <porn. laughs> fancy <Posh porn>. porn. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can picture Prince Andrew. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be picturing Prince Andrew <laughs> with his favourite child. <laughs> the dirty old man. Oh, it's going to have to be taken out. It's, yeah. it's not slanderous at all. He's a dirty mm. old man. <laughs> no, that's slanderous. But the music deserves respect. Yeah. <laughs> This mu- no, this music was really impressive. They play so fast and tight, and I'm not referring to any porn or positions. <laughs> oh, the trouble is, the conversations reach that level you can't come back from. Well, it. they're tight on the recording. I mean, yeah, very tight. no, I loved it. Loved it, really. Fuji, I never heard about that. It's really great. Yeah, yeah, it's well, Fuji music on its own doesn't sound like that. It's more like I say, African folk. It's mainly Centered around percussion. There's a few instruments in there. There's probably a Jew's harp at some. Well, every culture has a Jew's harp. Um, but yeah, this I, I like this because it was fused with jazz. So if you go looking for Fuji music, you're not going to find this typically. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Right. Wayne, what did you think of this? I've got some vaccine figures. You want me to go first? Sure, go on then. All right. So uh, Fuji music is popular in Nigeria, and um, it's it's an improvisational style of jazz, and it's called. Its its groundwork is in this thing called Ajisari ware music, which is traditionally an Islamic. Uh, it's in Islamic origin, and that's where it comes from. It's um, traditionally like sort of children prayer music. That's where it, that's where it comes from. Fuji, or Fuja, denotes someone who is sociable. That's that's um, that word. Um, it sort of started in 1960s uh, in Nigeria. Um, it was named by its founder Al Haji Sikuru. Uh, Sikuru Ayinda Bar- uh, Barrister when he saw a poster in an airport advertising Mount Fuji in Japan so it is actually named after Fuji Mount Fuji I did wonder about that I did yeah. wonder I wonder if what we class as gospel today comes from that because I was picking up elements of gospel in it and obviously this comes before the gospel that we know today so I wonder if what we know as gospel music mainly in America comes from this I wouldn't think interesting so. theory but I wouldn't take it as gospel Hey. I think it made a full circle because, I mean, if you think of gospel, it comes mm. from African chants and work songs, yeah. and then and then jazz was influenced by all this, but then it comes back to Africa. So yeah, like cool. yeah. the blues, yeah, like the blues. African yeah. blues is pretty interesting. Mm. I can't say I know of any. Uh, just to finish up, Fuji is a combination of uh, Sakara, Apala, Juju, Aro, Afro, and. <laughs> Gudugu. All words I know nothing of and can't yeah. pronounce. King Wasu Ayinde Marshall, that's the guy who wrote this song called Solo. He was a student of Al Haji Sikiru uh, Ayinde Bar- Barista. Oh, well. him! Oh, yeah. no. The guy no. who founded oh, I remember Fuji now. music. It was, it was uh, quite big at its time. And it's, it, the, the, what you listen to here is, is something that has been shaped. This is sort of like what happened in, to Fuji music in the 80s. Yeah, this is a more polished. Mm. Fuji music this is. Uh, what did you think, Neil? Oh, fucking hate jazz. <laughs> well, <laughs> stolen me thunder, really, because uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, regular, me of erotic thriller. Thriller. Regular, <laughs> regular listeners of the show um, who will have been with us from the start will may remember that uh, 
in the I early seasons. Jazz. I, I had a couple of catchphrases. Uh, one was a Gandalf impersonation, which I'm not going to do now. And the other one was, I fucking hate jazz. That one stuck though, didn't it? <laughs> well, I haven't said it for a while, but then to be fair, I haven't had reason to. I haven't been tormented by the jazz. <laughs> by the jazz. <laughs> the jazz, like it's some sort of demon. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but no, I have to say um, I, I fucking hate jazz. But <laughs> for some reason, I found this I found this tolerable, which is high praise for me. Really, it's no, it's not tolerable. Uh, what do you think of my music? It's tolerable. Oh, thank you so much. I, I stuck it on. Uh, uh, as soon as I, f- I first heard it, I was like, oh no, it's it's jazz. And then, then the beat kicked in, sort of about a minute in, and it did get quite. You know, I started tapping my feet. I thought, you know, I. I Dancing around the hallway and not quite, but you know, I was, I was, you know, it's getting to me. I ain't even thinking about it now. I'm sort of moving and, yeah, it's there was some interesting parts in it. There was a bit where there's a, like a really high flute that sounds like I think it's a flute, but it sounds like it shouldn't belong there. It's like a single note. It's almost like it reminded me of when I did the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go intro last week, and I ran out of breath and I kind of went all squeaky. It's almost like they they went so high with this flute. I kind remember of, the party one about it. Yeah. Became a squeak it was like all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> it was like it sounded like a mistake but they decided to leave it in anyway and I thought it was incredible uh, and then when he started singing I mean yeah, yeah you don't usually get that with jazz do you it's normally instrumental so it's usually scat in it this was like proper lyrics I mean I couldn't understand a word he was saying because I don't speak Nigerian but it sounded like he was singing about something and yeah it was it was all right I, I really hated this first time I listened to it. I actually thought you'd done it just to fucking upset me and Neil. I'd, 10 minutes, 25 seconds. I, I, I should add, I did get bored after four minutes and turned it off. Oh, yeah, it, it becomes very repetitive. It changes, no, it doesn't, no, because it changes. The second time around, I enjoyed it more. I, th- I thought the fucking start of it was completely wasted. I don't know why they bothered. Because the minute they fade the sax out and get rid of it, it's like it's a different song. Yeah. It's like you've just it literally smashed two songs together. It's just an Afrobeat song at the end. You know, it's from the minute the singing starts, it changes into a different song. And it becomes repetitive, but in a good way. You know, it's a repetitive song in a good way. I did enjoy it the second time around, and I've enjoyed it when I've listened to it since. And I've got the same as you guys. So the minute that fucking saxophone starts, all I could think was erotic thriller. You know, some made-for-TV. What, Michael Jackson having sex? Dressed as a monster? Erotic thriller? With a Labrador. It's a, it's a genre of film, erotic thriller. Basic Instinct is an erotic thriller. Oh. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction, yeah. Body of Evidence. Oh god, that was terrible. That one was like the Madonna fucking, one. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, moving on. Um, so we need to choose a genre for next time. Uh, can you get the Bible out, Wayne? I've got it. Well, I, th- the- I think it's challenge for me, isn't it? It is yeah. now. So we've got the you haven't heard this music podcast genre Bible. Fanny or Vince? Actually, we'll start with Vince. Vincent, can you give us a letter from A to Z? F. F. Yeah, okay. I'm on F. I'm on F. Right, now, uh, how many Fs we got? Quite a few. We've got quite a few. Mm. Uh, ballpark? Mm, 40. Fanny, can you give us a number from 1 to 40? 39. That's nice and easy. Go, go, go one back from the end. Future base, Neil. Future, Future base. This genre. Yeah, this genre. And you're going to like it now. <laughs> Future base. This genre stems from trap. Duke and UK Garage. Oh. It's focused on 808 drums and sawtooth synth. Ooh. 
Neil, we're going to love this. He's going <laughs> to fucking like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds interesting. So Can't be any worse than Wizard Rock. It's a form of EDM. So, Neil, on the next episode, you are challenged to bring the music of Future, Future Bass. Yeah, the Wizard Rock's the best one we've had so far, I think. Yeah. I'm okay, lovely. So, uh, thank you for that, guys. We're going to move on to our next section, our last section, which is... Artist Spot Ligget. Artist Spotlight, and this week we have Yoda Blondes, Fanny and Vincent. It's been how long's it been since we last spoke? Um, probably six months. Has it been that long? So, what's what's happened in that six months? Obviously, you got some new songs. Have you been doing any shows? What what what's new? Yes, yeah, so, uh, last time we spoke, we were about to release our our summer song, Je veux danser tout l'été, bilingual song in French and English. It was very nice uh, experience because we got to record it in a solar-powered RV in the middle of the desert with a DJ called Joachim Garraud, another French guy. And then uh, we played the Troubadour at the end of August, which was an amazing experience because it's one of the best venues in LA and it's so legendary, filled with so much history. Then we released our first single off our debut album, the debut album's called Feed the Moon, and the track was called You and I and I. And now we're releasing the second single off this record called Lowland. Cool, excellent. Yes, I remember that uh, conversation we had about the RV. And uh, have you have you been back in that RV since? Yeah, well, not really for traveling and recording, but we've been uh, having dinner yesterday night at the DJ's place, and the RV was parked. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't been cooking any meth in it, have you? Uh, we uh, a lot, a lot. We did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so these songs, uh, you've you've just released. Are they, are they both out now, or are you going to release one soon? We're going to release two more tracks in April, I guess. A double single, an, an entire song in French, and another song called "You Drive Me Crazy," and then another single end of the summer before the record, the actual cool. total record. And the songs you want to bring today, we'll, we'll play both songs because you, you brought two songs, didn't you? Yeah, the first two singles. What are, what are these? What are these? What are these songs about? So uh, you and I and I is uh, the first song we released off the record because we thought it really uh, showed the the mood of the record, dark yet heavy and, and melodic. Produced by Billy Gradsday from the band Biohazard, mixed by Michael Patterson who who mixed also Nine Inch Nails, Beck, and uh, other great bands like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. And it was mastered by Maur Applebaum, who uh, is responsible for mastering music from Face No More. So quite of a bit of a hardcore team. They're really good in hard music. Oh, definitely, yeah. But we're not a hard band. Well, we are hard. We are a hard band, but not a hardcore band or a metal band, I would say. We're on the edge of it, on the border, and that's why we wanted to work with those guys because we are uh, we wanted to sound hard, but uh, still keep our identity as a melodic band with a Penny and I harmonies. So the first song you and I and I really in face is that I think like hard but yet melodic, and the new single is more is a slower track, but both are I would say dark tracks in their meanings. They're mostly talks about anxiety and. You know, um, mental health problems, stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a very pre- prevalent subject at the moment, especially in music, with the 
or the people taking their own lives mm-hmm. and the yeah. like. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you got any shows coming up? Going, well, what, what have you got planned for the rest of the year? Well, right now we're focusing on uh, preparing the launch of the album and uh, also uh, try to find a, a way to tour with this record. So right now we're not playing that much, but we're preparing li- live shows and uh, starting to uh, uh, coordinate all of this for the launch in the next fall. Yeah, I'm preparing also some you know, visuals and artworks. We started doing that with uh, the thing, the the artworks from the singles, with some paintings or photos or whatever inspired us, basically. Trying to do everything ourselves. Um. Yeah. So now we're taking the time really to prepare a real show with, um, yeah, like a light show and videos and stuff to be projected. So it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> Can imagine. And you say you're gonna tour. How big is the tour gonna be? Well, we're still figuring this out, but. Most likely it's going to be a small tour here in California and hopefully something in Europe too and uh, might bring us to England, I, I hope. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You have to let us know so we can uh, mm-hmm. come and see you. Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. You'll be introducing um, us on stage. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to ask a question, Wayne, but I forgot what I was going to ask. Um... <laughs> Oh, Wayne! It's the it's the, uh, the lure of MC, and all of a sudden you've you've lost your chain of thought. Yeah, I've completely lost what I was gonna say. The biography was a little bit long, right? Fair <laughs> <laughs> listeners, I'm just reverting reverting to the to the normal question. If our listeners want to follow you, they want to find you, they want to listen to you. Where can, where can they do that? Yardofbones.com. That's the main hub to everything else. So our social networks. Like find us on Facebook. It's called uh, Yob Music. The you go to facebook.com slash yob music uh, you can go on instagram at yard of blondes or twitter at yard of blondes the same and we don't really use snapchat and tiktok because we're too old i <laughs> <laughs> okay. can say that <laughs> you probably meant you probably mentioned it last time we spoke but i can't remember but uh your band is it a full, you have a full band yes. is it a session band you have or like are you We're all four. friends? It's four of you. Yeah, so Fiannie, she plays the drums and sing backing vocals. I There's... play the bass. I'm a drummer. Oh. I play the bass. <laughs> I would, uh, don't sorry. even know. <laughs> I wanted to say the bass. <laughs> she plays the bass and sings. It's a rhythm instrument, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, the same. Forrest <laughs> plays the drums and backing vocals. Burak from Turkey plays the guitar. And I play the guitar and I sing lead vocal. And how did you guys all meet? So we all met here in California. I first met Fanny 10 years ago in Venice Beach. And uh, I was just... Li- <laughs> yeah. Venice Beach or Venice Beach? In Venice Beach. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I was not looking to particularly to meet her. And she wasn't looking to meet me either. We were both French and we just arrived in California and somebody wanted very strongly for us to meet, but we were reluctant at first because we were like, ah, I don't want to meet other French people. Yeah. <laughs> I've just escaped Definitely. from Definitely. <laughs> but he was very persistent, that friend we had, and mm. uh, he was right because we started mu- making music together, just the two of us. It was great. It was... Uh, 
at the beginning we were an acoustic duet playing mostly folk songs and then Danny was like hey you know what I used to play in a punk band it would be nice if we had drums and you know distorted guitars and I was like yeah fuck yeah let's try that so <laughs> we uh, had a um, we added members to our band. We had a couple of uh, change in the lineup, and now we're stabilized. It's been like two years now that we have the same people in our band. Awesome. And how do you get on in America with the name Fanny? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't understand. <laughs> did, well, did, did, I mean, did people... Well, actually, you, no, like, look at you funny when you tell them what your name okay, is. It's actually, you know what? I lived in England for two years in the past. That's even and worse. Yeah, it was way worse. So, but I think I liked it better because people's reaction in America is always like, oh, that's interesting. That's um, an interesting name. Yeah. Oh, my grandmother was named <laughs> Fanny. Okay. They're trying to be very polite, but they're offending her even more. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have Whereas someone in England, saying... we just come straight out with it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> wow. Uh... <laughs> Erotic thrillers. Fanny's mm-hmm. Jesus. Labradors. Labradors. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Dude, fucking Prince Andrew drugs. How the fuck am I going to edit this? What is yeah, this Prince show? Andrew, brilliant. <laughs> this is why we had you guys on because I thought it was really fun in the, the interview we did. So yeah, you you haven't disappointed at all. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to play your song oh, now you. for the list. Now we can be rude. Songs. <laughs> what did I say? Song. Don't matter. Songs, yeah, we're going to play your songs now. And uh, thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. But hopefully we can uh, speak to you again at some point in the oh, future definitely. when you release all your other works. Yeah, definitely. Great. You'll always be in the priority list. Yes. We thank love you. your show. Thank you. Yeah, we love your show. Yeah, we look, yeah well, we are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and modest. <laughs> so, yes, uh, all this left to say is I've been Richie Neil <laughs> that they've been Vincent and Fanny <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. You guest, thank you for listening and Prince Andrew indeed you still are <laughs> hello fellows <laughs> this is Prince Andrew that's a Labrador <laughs>
I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.